First of all, I think God is a constant encourager. I mean, if we didn't have God to give us hope and encouragement, we would really feel even more lost. And so as Christians, we have that from the Lord. And I think if you have that gift of encouragement where it just naturally is a part of you, you want to build people up. You, I mean, we all need to do that as Christians, but if it just naturally flows out of you, like how can I encourage that person, that person, that person, then you have the gift of encouragement. And it's even more of a gift right now in the hard season of you know darkness that we're living yeah. in. And, and so I would encourage you to utilize that because it's going to minister to people even more than it normally would. All right. Welcome to the uh, Real Marriage Podcast. Mark and Grace Driscoll. Grace Driscoll. We're heading into the holiday season, which is either amazing or awful. Hard. All depends on how you navigate it. And so we find ourselves in the middle of a series of episodes on spiritual gifts. And so uh, in this month of December, we're going to finish the podcast episodes on spiritual gifts. And it just makes sense. I mean, Christmas is the time to give and receive gifts. And spiritual gifts are presents that God gives to each of his children so that they can do life and ministry. And so uh, you can find the free uh, ebook. It's almost 100 pages and a bit of a study guide. And we would really like during this holiday season for you to discover what are the spiritual gifts that God has given me so that I can do ministry, starting with my family during the holiday season. So we've got a, a free resource for you. Today's gift is... What is it, babe? Oh, the, I thought you meant like gift, like oh, hand you a gift. No, You're no, talking sp- about spiritual, spiritual gift. gift. Okay, yeah, sorry. you got to pick the big stuff. Su- no, it's all right. Sorry, it's, it's right. encouragement. All right, and so uh, spiritual gift of encouragement is that something you think you've got? A little, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're also a little judgy sometimes. <laughs> well, that was not encouraging. <laughs> Do I have the gift of encouragement? No. I think I just answered it. I, uh, yeah, I, I tend to tell the truth for a living. So if you have the gift of encouragement, to encourage someone is literally to pour courage into them. Sometimes people are feeling beat up, discouraged, feel like they've failed, they've blown it, they've done it again, they don't know how to move forward. Uh, maybe they're just worn out and tired. And the gift of encouragement, somebody comes along and says, I'm going to encourage you, that's going to pour courage into you. You're going to have a little more hope for your future, a little more fuel in your tank. And so if you have the gift of encouragement, or maybe your spouse does, or maybe your child does, uh, those people tend to be attracted to people who are struggling or hurting or worn down or beat up. And they kind of put an arm around them and uh, put some encouragement on them and put some courage in them. Mm -hmm. And, And let's just say that right now, possibly more than any time, you know, in our adult life, I think we need the gift of encouragement. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think of it right now. So just let's just The world about, has the gift of discouragement the, the right now. The whole world is g- discouraging mm-hmm. right now. I mean, some of you are listening in cities and places where you know, your you're business still you're still isolated, mm-hmm. your businesses are throttled, your governor thinks that being a dictator is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had somebody here at our church uh, come a few weeks ago to our, our, our real men's group on Wednesday night and he was, uh, I think, from Baltimore, and he was very emotional when he walked mm-hmm. in the room. He said, he was visiting from out of town. He said, I have not been in church. I have not sang with God's people for 18 months. Mm, and he's tragic. like, he's like, it's just nice to be with God's people. It's like, yeah. my gosh. 
So what is what we've had is we've had a you know a couple of years now of just beat down and meltdown, mm-hmm. and there doesn't seem to be any end in sight. And there are people that right now they're hearing this and they're like, I, I might lose my job, I might lose my career. Uh, you know, we might not be able to send our kids to the school unless we abide by certain guidelines. Money might be tight. We were going to go travel and see family, friends for the holidays, but travel is all jacked up. And mm-hmm. uh, and we ordered things, and all of a sudden, supply chain is messed up, and we're not going to be able to have the Christmas that we were hoping for. I mean, it's just there's a lot of people right now that, quite frankly, discouraged. Yeah, it feels pessimistic all over. Yeah, it just feels dark and hopeless. Mm-hmm. And, and you just wait and you say, well, I'm sure at some point it'll turn. It's like, well, it's, it's been a long time. And for a lot of people, it's been a really rough road. And as they look forward, it looks like it's going uphill. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it's going to get any easier. And so uh, maybe, honey, talk about in in life when you find someone that really has a genuine spiritual gift of encouragement how that right now is an incredible Mm -hmm. blessing to find those people. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think God is a constant encourager. I mean, if we didn't have God to give us hope and encouragement, we would really feel even more lost. And so as Christians, we have that from the Lord. And I think if you have that gift of encouragement where it just naturally is a part of you, you want to build people up. You, I mean, we all need to do that as Christians, but if it just naturally flows out of you, like how can I encourage that person, that person, that person, then you have the gift of encouragement. And it's even more of a gift right now in the hard season of, you know, darkness that we're living in. And, and so I would encourage you to utilize that because it's going to minister to people even more than it normally would. Um, whether you're online or in person or whatever method you choose to use your gift in. But I think, um, you know, when we get encouragement from someone, it just feels like they care. It feels like, oh, they noticed. Oh, it's good to feel appreciated. You shouldn't demand that. But it feels good when someone does appreciate and is willing to offer those words of encouragement to you. Well, and it it helps safeguard and combat against the loneliness mm-hmm. that oftentimes we feel. And you think about it. So let's have a maybe a little bit of a darker conversation, and we'll we'll pull it up out of the uh, you know out of the nosedive. But what are some very practical things going into the holiday season that can just be discouraging for people? Where the gift of encouragement, even if you don't have the gift of encouragement, you can ask the Holy Spirit. Uh, teach me how to be encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's it's like some people have natural musical ability and others need to take music mm-hmm. lessons. Yep. Even if you don't have the gift of encouragement, the Holy Spirit wants to teach you how to encourage. Yes. Uh, but going into the holidays, just practically, in addition to all the global economic supply chain, you know, gubernatorial, CDC, you know, vaccine, the whole of it, beyond all of that, just on the personal side and the family side. Um, relationships can be hard going into the holidays. Um, if there's tension in your families, um, I know we've, you know, worked through a lot of that just with our families, just, you know, in honesty, we've had to work through some just brokenness. We all have brokenness in our families. And so through the years, I was just kind of recollecting some of the things that we've had to process and we were broken as well. And so, you know, even some people in the family's not being saved. If you're in a family like that, it, it, can cause tension because you're standing unresolved in a, conflict, yep, mm-hmm. frayed relationship, pretending that things are okay, but you know, things aren't. Um, finances is a hard one during the holidays, especially right now. There's uncertainty for a lot of people. Maybe they don't have a job or they've, you know, 
lost their business and so they don't have a yeah, way to or, make money or they didn't take the vaccine and so now they're, yeah, they're unemployed mm-hmm. and they haven't just lost their job they've lost their career right exactly yeah those are all catastrophic things during the holidays that people have to deal with they can't just pretend like it doesn't exist yeah and sometimes going to the holidays as well it can be an extra hard push at work mm-hmm uh, especially if you're in certain jobs where, you know, if you're going to take time off for the holidays, it means you need to double down and get all your work mm-hmm. done in yep. advance. Um, and sometimes too, it's hard just because family members have passed away, you know, like yeah. your dad died mm-hmm. some years ago. And so mm-hmm. we don't have, you know, grandpa Gib is what the kids would call your dad. And your dad was a pastor and loved the Lord and really loved the kids and grandpa's not there. Mm-hmm. And so all these these mix and conflicts of emotions going into the holiday season. And uh, and so I think it's a season right now where a lot of people are discouraged and all the indicators are mental health, mm-hmm. depression, you know, self-medicating. Is it an all time high? And so the question would be, um, you know, how do you just really put an intentional effort into this month of, I am going to be an encourager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I, encouragement is a ministry, I'm going to adopt that as my ministry. So what does that what does that look like practically, honey? Well, honestly, I think that we should combine it with whatever our other gifts are. So if we're doing hospitality, that can be an encouragement, but bring some encouragement with yeah. that, especially because we there's a lot of hospitality during the holidays. And so figure out ways that you can be an encourager while you're doing hospitality or helps in service or some of the other ones we've talked about. If you're a teacher, figure out ways to encourage your people that you're teaching. I think pairing it, I have the gift of discernment and if I just speak out of whatever I'm discerning in a moment and don't pray through what I'm supposed to say or do with someone, then it could be discouraging. It could be discouraging. And so I need to ask the Holy Spirit to help whatever my discernment is to speak encouragement into that person. And so that they're feeling not like I'm judging them, like you said, but like I'm trying to encourage them toward what something better, what God has for them. And, uh, so in the Bible, if you want to do a little bit of a Bible study, there's a guy in the Bible named Barnabas. Mm-hmm. His name literally means son of encouragement. Mm-hmm. So Barney means encourager. <laughs> and he's the guy oftentimes when there's conflict or problems, he comes in and he's the uh, he's the airbag that deploys uh, to help everybody just kind of recover and mm-hmm. walk away. And you've got a little list there, maybe just even thinking through you know, if you have the gift, if your spouse have the gift, if somebody in your family or friend circle has the gift, these Mm -hmm. are some indicators of the gift of encouragement. Yeah. Are you patient with people? Um, Are you attracted to those who are hurting and needy? Do people seek you out for advice and encouragement? Do you find that you often have more courage than most people in tough situations and people borrow courage from you? Uh, do you find it easy to express joy in the presence of those who are suffering so that you can encourage them and not be down in the dumps with them? And so uh, the important thing on the gift of encouragement, especially in your marriage, is to ask your spouse going into this holiday season, mm-hmm. um, number one, here are things I've said or done in the past that were discouraging. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't help get us ready for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Maybe I put off you know, Christmas shopping till Christmas Eve and just you know, was not very thoughtful. Maybe I wasn't uh, emotionally considerate of everything that you were going through. Or maybe um, I I didn't, uh, you know, have side conversations before 
the holidays with certain family members. And so it ended up just being awkward because we didn't get it sorted out in advance. And so start as a couple. These would be your two assignments that we want to give you. Number one is just owning in the holidays past bad habits, errors, mistakes, sins, oversights that were discouraging and Mm -hmm. made the holidays a little more difficult. Mm -hmm. And then number two is ask your spouse, uh, how can I encourage you through the holiday season? What can I specifically do to be of an encouragement to you? Because I, you know, we can't change supply chain, CDC, you know, employee mandates, um, you know, canceled, delayed flights, relatives behaviors, there's so much that we have no control over. Right. Um, But we can control whether or not we encourage one another. Yeah. And we enjoy the holiday season together. Mm -hmm. And so um, which one of us should go first in answering that question as an example? The first and second one. Uh, the second one. I'm, we're not going to confess all our junk. <laughs> this is the real marriage podcast, but it's not that real. Well, unless you want to, I'll do it. Oh, I don't. I'm fine with whatever. I just was. All right. You can. Okay. We'll do both. So which one of us uh, goes first owning start. some of the discouraging things that we've contributed to holidays past? You can start. Um, for me, um, I think for sure I especially when the kids were little, I really didn't uh, fully consider how much work holidays are for the mom, Mm -hmm. for you. You've got presents, special cooking. We always entertained at our house and had Mm -hmm. all the extended family over, which is a massive undertaking. And so we used to have one side on Christmas Eve, one side on Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. which means in addition to little kids, you have massive hospitality and clean the house and food and And it's a lot to manage. In addition, um, going into the holiday season, you know, the kids have got stuff at school. They've got finals. They've got projects. They've got recitals. And then we have all the stuff at the church because we're in ministry. And so you're trying to be a good pastor's wife, trying to be a good host, trying to be a good mom, trying to get presents bought, trying to get everything done. And for you, I think for both of us, the holidays were exhausting, but I don't think I was as considerate or empathetic toward your exhaustion because I had my own exhaustion with work and Christmas Eve services and and all of that because we always work on the holidays. That's Mm -hmm. one thing that is hard for ministry is people are like, oh, I love Christmas. I'm working. People are like, Easter is amazing. I'm working. (laughs) And that means on those holidays, you're kind of a single mom. You're getting all the kids ready to go to church and then you're going home alone and I'm working. And so I think you were very dutiful and very hardworking during those seasons, and you're not a person who complains a lot or asks a lot, but I wasn't as considerate or as thankful and appreciative as I could or should have been, and I should have been more just stopping along the way to say thank you for the big things and the little things, and to just pray with you more during those seasons, because that's one way that you feel very encouraged is if times are tough, then we're praying more together. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially when the kids were little, um, I I think I missed a lot of those windows of opportunity. And I apologize for that. I forgive you. I already have forgiven you. Yeah, it's interesting because I was thinking ways that I was discouraging is that I would just go into task mode and I would not be present emotionally in the fun parts of the holidays because I was so worried about getting the stuff done that I wasn't focused on the people in 
yeah, I was in the I, holiday. So in our family, I'm the I'm the fun player. Yeah, totally. So when the kids were little, it's like, we're going to go look at, get your pajamas on. We're getting hot chocolate. We're listening to Bing Crosby. We're going to go look at Christmas lights. And I was the one that was scheduling. We're going to go do this. We're going to go do that. Anything that was a holiday kids event, we're going. Date night with the girls, special Christmas Mm -hmm. date night. Go Mm -hmm. to see a play and go out ice skating. And so I was always planning a lot of fun. Um, but again, it, I, I didn't give you margin to plan some fun with the kids too. So you were doing a lot of the tasks and I was having, well, a lot I of struggle fun. with asking for help. And so it becomes discouraging for the people around me, like my family <laughs> that are uh, priority because I don't ask for help and I try and do it all myself. And, and it ends up that I am not emotionally present in those moments. So that's discouraging for people because they're trying to enjoy the moment. I'm trying to, you know, worry about the details that honestly, sometimes not all the details matter, but it was more of a legalism in me. So that was discouraging. So how can I be most encouraging or more encouraging of you very practically going into the holiday season, putting on that hat of, Every day, Holy Spirit, help me encourage grace Mm -hmm. today. Yeah, I mean, I think us doing planning times as a couple leading up to all the events that happen in So going through the schedule, going through the Mm -hmm. budget, talking through the details, getting everything on the shared calendar, just trying to create as little chaos as possible. But also both of us being willing to pivot as needed if I need to go grab the kids or if you need to go grab the kids or if we aren't able to attend something, but you know, something needs to slide in that place, being flexible in it, but having a plan, having that, you know, at least talked through so we know that each other is aware of what's going on. Um, And then just, you know, being willing to serve each other in it and not, and sometimes you just have to take stuff off the calendar so that you can actually enjoy the holidays. Um, If you try and cram too much in, you just end up exhausted, sick, wishing that you hadn't gone. I mean, you just, I don't know, prayerful, being prayerful about all the stuff that we participate in. Some of them we can't, you know, cancel, yeah. but, um, but I think just really being considering those things together is, is good. And then we can have moments. We want to keep our date nights. We want to keep certain moments sacred certain, for certain us sacred so that we're yeah. staying connected. And it's not just about all the busyness out there. I think that's super important. And couples can struggle with that because they have work parties, they have kids events, they have, you know, Christmas shopping and wrapping and dinner and all the different things that go on. Um, and so I think you can get so into that that you forget about the marriage and it's important to keep that at the, as the focus. Um, and I would say for me, I'm big on ministry of presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's two sisters in the Bible, Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. Martha's in the kitchen mm-hmm. getting it done. Mm-hmm. That girl has got some checklists and she's going to get it done. And then Mary hangs out with Jesus. If you had to pick one, which sister would you be? Uh, more Martha. More Martha. And I just... um I appreciate everything you do. I really do. You work very hard, but I just like having you around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need a Margaret. That's a combination. You want a Margaret? Yeah, <laughs> that would be a great book title. Um, <laughs> and so, especially during the holidays, when there's tends to be more activities and more ministry and and more busyness, I just like to hold hands and go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I like to snuggle up on the couch. I like to just have you physically present. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not just you buying me things or even doing things. Right. It's just being connected.
connected and together. That's what I like. And I love that stuff too. I just get so into, well, but I have to do this. I have to, so I have to realize that that's encouragement for you when I stop and say, no, you are more important than getting that done. And so that's so where I it's, have to. We live in Scottsdale, Arizona. So in the winter, uh, we can go outside, mm -hmm. which is amazing. And we can go for walks, which is incredible. And so one of my favorite things is just going for walks and visiting. Mm -hmm. And part of it is uh, it's away from your uh, dishwasher mm -hmm. and your washer and dryer <laughs> and your vacuum cleaner. And I just get you out of the house away from yeah. all the things that you're going to get into busy mode. And I yeah. just get a little more of you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think... Um, yeah, it's super practical. Find ways with each other that you can just be an encouragement. And it could be simple for the other person. I mean, holding hands is a simple thing, but if you don't do it, you feel neglected. But that means that I probably you know, at least need to consider praying about being helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you have much improved in that yeah, area. Yeah, but I mean, if if I want more of your time, then I probably need to yeah. chip in more to free up more of your time. And it's having these conversations. So we love you and it's an honor to be uh, part of your marriage and your family mm -hmm. and your family legacy. But let's just be honest that for a lot of people, the holidays create anxiety going in yeah. and sometimes disappointment coming out. Mm -hmm. And we really, really want this season for you not just to buy and give gifts, but to acknowledge the spiritual gifts that God has given you yes. and use them to first and foremost do ministry to your spouse so that uh, in the future you have more hope going into the mm -hmm. holidays and more thankfulness coming out of the holidays. And the most important thing that God has given you is relationship with him and your spouse. And mm -hmm. so whatever is happening this season, taking that time and energy to really invest in those is going to be the highest priority. So yep. that's great. How many, let me close with this thing, closing prayer. How many Christmases have we been together now? I, I went to public school. I don't really do math. No, no, no. Since oh, dating. Since dating. Well, 1988. So March 12th, 88 was our first date. So since 1988. And so, so 30, this will be our 33rd year. 33rd Christmas together. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's All right. Fun. You want to pray for him? Sure. Dear Lord, thank you that you are a great encourager of us and that we can go to your word for encouragement. We can go to prayer for encouragement. We can go to your people for encouragement. Um, Lord, I just pray that we would be encouragers this season, um, that we would create new habits to not be negative or critical, but to encourage instead. And that takes your Holy Spirit. So Lord, I just pray that you would um, help us grow in that area, all of us. And if we have the gift already, Lord, I pray that we would practice it often and really know that that is a witness to people in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.